This week's podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor or new partnership, LSKD. Yeah, they're a local Brisbane uh, business who, who like us, are trying to take over the world. They're obviously a, a, a great clothing brand who, you know, as James will attest to, we used to be fully kitted out in Lululemon, but now LSKD's come along and we're jumping on that bandwagon because it's better. Yeah. I've, I've just really enjoyed the quality of the clothes. They're a really good brand to work with. They share our values. Yeah, and, um, and we've yeah. worked with these to get this going. Like we wanted this <laughs> as well, just as yeah. much as them. So we're super pumped to have them on board. So by supporting LSKD, you are also supporting us and you are supporting the growth of this podcast. You get 10% off at checkout with the code REBUILD or you can follow the links in the show notes or go to our social media and click on the links and you will get 10% off with LSKD. Yeah, we can take care of your training and nutrition, but then let them deck you out and look good in all their clothes. I'm James Beatty. And I'm Sean Carroll. And welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. All right, and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. Today, we welcome back fan favorite and super strong host person. Host favorite. Host favorite. Yeah. yeah your favorite, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Kidney James friends. called you a host favorite as well. Yeah. Sorry, Definitely. keep going with yeah, the intro. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Lily, Lily Riley. Um, since we last spoke, I think she was on episode 46 or 48, but yeah, since we last spoke, Lily has broken the Australian record for the back squat at 230 kilos. 240. 240 kilos. Yeah. And has that been broken? Uh, yep. Yes, so, so it only lasted a month. Only lasted a month. Yep. We're going again. Yeah, we're going we're again. Going again. <laughs> and then um, you decided to take on this... Uh, take the Australian Championship at the Highland Games for weight over the bar, as well as breaking the record and beating both male and female records. Uh, just on the day, just I on beat the day. Them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And is now going for another world record back squat in September. Yes, yes, it will be wow. at a lighter body weight. At a lighter body weight. Yeah. But um, I guess for for those who haven't, I guess heard Lily heard of Lily Riley before, um, or listened to our previous podcast last time we spoke a lot about uh your journey through kidney cancer and the fact that you are a, a power lifter and you are incredibly strong could you maybe just give us a little bit of um a little bit of a backstory again not as deep as we did last time because yeah. there's other things that we we can go over today but just to give people a little bit of a background check on who you are and what you do and why you do it yeah so i am a power lifter at elite level um i've i am now two years post kidney cancer. Um, so yeah, in 2020, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer, getting ready for a powerlifting meet. Um, uh, it was at a peak of my uh, sport, I guess, and kind of having that all ripped away, you know, it's devastating. So I've just been on a journey to build myself back up. I've now done four different competitions on four different platforms with four uh, podium finishes as well. Um, I... Yeah, as you've mentioned earlier, I've just broken the Australian squat record. Um, it was at my exactly my two year mark um, post having cancer, and then Epic. two yeah, and then two weeks later, I competed in Highland Games. Had never ever done it before. Had one practice at <laughs> weight over the bar, so just a quick training session, practicing over a cricket fence, 
and yeah, came in as the underdog and ended up taking away the Australian record, which has been crazy. So yeah. 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 So what what is the the Highland Games? Yeah, so it's um it's a Scottish it's kind of like strongman but like a Scottish tradition thing, I guess. Kilts and all, right? Kilts and all. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was so much fun um just because I've been so exclusive to powerlifting and uh, I guess powerlifting's got such a good carryover to any other strength sport, I guess. Yeah. Um so just coming off the back of a powerlifting prep, I was at my strongest, I was at my peak. So I kind of utilized that into the sport, but it was very technical. So yeah. a lot of it's just throwing. So we had like hammer throw, shot put. Uh, shot put was like stone put. So you use like a big rock. Yeah. Um, uh, heavy weight for distance. Uh, same thing. It's kind of like a big kettlebell and weight over bar and a caber toss. So caber toss is like, throwing a massive log into the air and you've got to like flip it. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just so much fun to kind of do something different and yeah. And what with the weight of the bar, like how high are we talking and how heavy are we throwing? Yeah. So I did 16 foot. I think it, I think it was roughly like 13 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the previous record was 15 foot. I, yeah. So I, so when I first came in, Everyone was teaching me how to actually do it. So I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I couldn't even throw it over my head. I was oh, wow. like throwing it in front of me. So I had like all the experienced athletes coming over, like telling me, okay, so watch your hand all the way through or use your hips when you throw. It's kind of like kettlebell swing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I almost got out like four times. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, with high jump, how you get three attempts yep. at a certain weight once you get it. You're Starts out like, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was kind of like that. I'd always get it on my third attempt at like every height. So I was so close to getting out every single time just because I didn't know how to do the technique. I could throw the height. I just didn't know how to get it over the bar. So it was really cool. Everyone was so supportive. So everyone like really, really lovely. Just pulled me to the side and just give me some tips as I'd go. And then when we got to 15 foot, I – there was only um, – that's when both the girls got out. So they made it to 15 foot, uh, 14 foot, couldn't clear 15 foot. So they were both out. I was the last one standing out of the girls. And then there was only one guy and he was like, he's probably like six foot five, 160 kilos. Like he's a massive dude. He was the only one to clear 15 foot. So it ended up being just us two left. We both attempted 16 foot, um, We'd both failed the first two attempts. He went for his third, failed it, only just missed it. And then so I'm the last one standing and I don't know how, but I got it. (laughs) And then like it was really cool, like a massive crowd and everything. Um, It was just weird that everyone has been doing it for years and years and I'm just this underdog who comes in and does it. I was just laughing the whole time. And Everyone then, would have hated you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, well, let's give this rookie some tips. You know, she's just here to have a laugh and yeah. you're fucking beatable. Well, that's what I said right from the beginning. I'm like, I'm just here to have some fun. Like, just did a powerlifting comp. Like, it's just for fun. Yeah. And so then next minute I'm the only one there attempting 17 foot. Oh, no, I did 16, 16 and a half feet. Um, on my third attempt I hit the bar so it came, like, directly in line with it. 
I was so close, but um, yeah, unfortunately missed it. But it was just so cool that I was the last one standing out of men and women yeah. attempting this. It's fucking cool. Yeah, no, it's, I know. But I can't stop laughing at it. <laughs> like, yeah, no, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's hard to. It's like someone who's never played a game of rugby before coming on and just scoring like a hat trick straight yeah, away. Exactly, like, exactly. Or, or playing golf for the first time, getting a hole in one. Like, yeah. no one expects it to happen. Yeah. You know, expectations are so low that. Anything for you that day would have been a win. Yeah, it, yeah. it absolutely was. It was crazy. <laughs> and um, in terms of like, again, probably things outside your known area of expertise, you've finished filming. You made a <laughs> movie or part of a movie called The Edge. What was that like for you? Yeah, so that was like a completely different experience in itself. It's probably like the scariest thing I've done yeah, right. in a weird way. Um, Cancer is nothing. Sorry? Cancer was nothing. Yeah, like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, going into it, I was actually really, really excited. It was going to be the most exciting, adventurous thing I've ever done in my life. Um, especially all the athlete, uh, actors um, that all had so much experience. Um, they've all got agents and everything, and I'm just me. Like, I've never been in front of a camera before. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I had the lead role. So... <laughs> I think that was – I had so much pressure on myself. Um, and, yeah, I was really excited going into it. Um, we got, like, our dialogue probably, uh, like, a month beforehand. So we've oh, only wow. got Yeah, so we've – but it kept changing over and over again. So probably we got the final draft maybe two weeks out. We did one, like, Zoom reading with the whole cast because everyone's from all around Australia. Yeah. Just with the main cast, we did, like, a Zoom – meeting with everyone, like just did a table read. That's the only meeting that we had with every, everyone. That's the only like reading we've done. And, you know, like if you haven't heard a song before and you read the lyrics, you don't know how to sing it like to the rhythm yeah, or anything yeah. like that. It's kind of the same thing when you read your dialogue. It's like I have no idea how I'm going to deliver these lines. Like I don't really know my character that well to uh, do it, I guess. Yeah. So – I'd read through my dialogue over and over and over again. And once you've read it a certain way, that's kind of how it's stuck in your head. And then when I actually go in front of the camera, I'm just constantly reading it or like saying it, how I've read it the whole entire time. And then I'd have to have like coaching support on the side saying, okay, so say it like this, blah, 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 like put more meaning into it or yeah, I don't know. So I was really learning on the spot. It was, um, it just got very, very overwhelming so yeah. especially my first day on set was a dialogue that I had to do by myself. So I was on a couch and I had to deliver dialogue. And it was, it was like a massive thing. It was a phone call conversation, actually. And my character's got so much energy and, like, just over-the-top energy. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it's just, like, nerve-wracking. There's 30 people in the room with you. The spotlight's on me and it's kind of like a – like almost like a comedy scene that I had to do in front of everyone. It's kind of like, oh, I'm a little bit embarrassed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And the more I messed up my lines, the more that I felt like a burden on the camera crew because the camera crew, their job is to just do all the production and everything. Like the actor's job is to have all their dialogue fully memorised. You just have to come in and do the acting as everyone else gets all the footage, if that makes sense. Yep. Um. So it, you just have so much pressure on you to have all your lines correct. And 
the more nervous I got, the less I couldn't do it. And then I had to keep going out the back and like giving myself pep talks. And uh, our director, Jane, she was actually so lovely. She'd, um, she'd come out and she's like, okay, do you ever get nervous before like a powerlifting comp? Like when you're going out for a heavy lift? And I was like, yeah, all the time. She's like, okay, so what do you do? And it's like, okay, I just work on my, my breathing. I just slow it down, take big, deep nasal breathing and, you know, and then it's go time. And she's like, go do that. Just go stand out there by yourself. I'll give you two minutes. Just work on your deep nasal breathing. I did that and came out. I'm like, yep, I'm ready, guys. Walked through the door and just nailed all my lines. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that was – Give me confidence. Yeah, it was. And um, so that was my approach to every line since, but after that. But it it still was hard from day one. Like after – like it didn't seem that hard, but – it was in Sunshine Coast, so I had to do my commute back and forth every single day. And during my drive there, I'd go over my dialogue over and over and over and over and over again. So I didn't have to read it. Like, I memorised it so well. But when you get there, it's different. Sorry, All better off. And then on my drive back, I would sit in complete silence. I'd be so hard on myself. I couldn't stop replaying, like, oh, I should have delivered it like this. I should have done it like that. I was like, oh, I just want to take it back. Like, yeah, you just get so caught up with – like how you delivered something and like I'd go home and like just absolutely scream into a pillow. Like I'd have the worst anxiety. Um, yeah. And I hated it. And every single day I'm like, I can't go back. I'm not doing it. Like I just can't oh, do wow. it. Yeah. I hated being in front of the camera and I was like, and the next morning I have to do it again. I'd just go through the exact same process. And then by the end of it, I was like, I don't want to stop. Like this is the best fun ever. And you just get so comfortable in front of the camera that like if the camera's waiting for you, I'm like, Okay, you can wait for me. Like, I'm the actor. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you can't make this without me. So, you guys can wait. Yeah. yeah. But it's pretty fucking cool and a good lesson as well. Like, I guess when anyone's learning any new skill, right, there's, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel awkward. You're going to overthink all your mistakes. Yeah. Until you break past that threshold. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and growth comes from the, Adversity. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and I feel like I got a lot from that. And what, what what was the movie about and has it has it come out yet? No, it hasn't come out yet. So, it should be out hopefully January, February next year. Yep. Um, so, basically, it's about three female athletes. Uh, we've got a elite sprinter, a Paralympian swimmer, and powerlifter. So, it just kind of highlights all of our different separate lives. Like, we're all at elite levels but we all have like different, completely different lives. We've all yeah. got our own challenges that we kind of face. One one of the girls, um, she lives and breathes her sport. She um, is just going through like an open relationship with, like with a partner. Uh, I won't say too much more. Um, and then another one, uh, like a Paralympian swimmer, just shows uh, her life as a Paralympian, yeah. um, like showing that she – is able are just as able as everyone else, um, like despite her disability. And me, uh, oh, sorry, Sylvia, my character, um, she oh, she's got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she comes from like no support from her family, so she's constantly speaking like uh, sorry, seeking validation from everyone else. She doesn't put enough time and effort into a sport, but she's really really smart. Um, like same thing, she doesn't apply herself to like her uni and whatnot. But yeah, it's re- it's really really cool story, and I love it. And can't wait for everyone to see this. 
Yeah, epic. Yeah. And with like with that whole experience, how long did it last? Like yeah. from start of filming to to wrap. Unbelievably, <laughs> we actually got it all done in eight weeks. Oh wow. Um, it really should have been a lot longer. So it was sixteen hour days, like the very long days. Um, I feel so sorry for our poor uh, uh, director. She was in there from morning to night. So Jane, our director, she is also playing the lead role, uh, the sprinter. Oh, cool. So she actually is an elite level sprinter. Um, but she produced, wrote, direct, acted. She did everything in the whole time. Her, her little baby. It, it is. And um, it was her first time doing like um, production and directing. So, yeah, it was really cool seeing. Oh, and then she's also like coaching me act at the same time and then watching her go from director and then quickly trying to get herself back into character. Yeah. It, it was really cool to watch, but yeah. And were you doing your own training throughout this? Yes. So I was prepping. I just started oh, prepping wow. for my first competition. Sorry, first competition of the year, um, which it wasn't easy, but I just mm. bring my sessions down to three days a week. It's all I could commit to. Um, they weren't ideal, but, you know, made it work. Yeah, and how do you manage your recovery like outside of your training sessions? Because you know we've mentioned in the last podcast that you have lower kidney function, so recovery is is a huge factor for you. And I think um, one of our favorite quotes from your last podcast was to recover as hard as you train. So how do, how yeah. are you managing oh, that? One that one gets whipped out like every second episode of the pod, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I still say it all the time. Um, yeah. So recovery is a little bit different uh, comparison. Like I always compare myself to pre-cancer Lily and post-cancer yeah. Lily. It's two completely different athletes. But um, like pre-cancer, I feel like I could push my training runs out to like six weeks and then I'd have a deload, six weeks on, deload. Um, whereas now I'd do two weeks on, deload, two weeks, deload. Um, I don't know if this is the same with you, Kate, but I feel like I get a lot more mentally fatigued just with the one kidney now. And I, I just burn out a lot faster. Yeah. But is that a le- has that been a big learning process for you that you've had to adjust? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, particularly this week, um, because my prep starts next week. Oh, no, so I was supposed to start in, like, two weeks' time. So I wanted to have one more training week, deload next week, and then start, and then, like, push my deload back a little bit. I went into training this week uh, on Wednesday. I started squatting, and I was like, oh, I can't tell my coach that I need a deload, but just because he's going to be like, I bloody told you so. Yeah. <laughs> I started squatting and I was like, I can't do this. So I went up and I was like, Brendan, I need a deload. And he's like, say I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so little things like that, knowing when to kind of pull back from your training yep. and doing it before you actually reach those fatigue levels. So I feel like I could push out, you know, like you understand deload weeks, you guys do them. Yep. Yeah. So – Generally, I feel like I could go three weeks on, one week off, but it'd be that third week it's like a struggle. It's a grind. You, you're not going to get the best out of your yep. performance. So I was, so I've now I've structured it two weeks on, one week off, and I'll keep. I just keep that going. Doesn't matter how I yep. feel. It's just so I avoid feeling even worse. Um, sleep and nutrition, obviously, a massive part speaks for itself. Um, and hydration. Massive yep. as well. And what sort of, like, you, you're arguably the strongest woman in Australia. Almost. Almost. <laughs> you will be. You will be. <laughs> but, you know, you have to have, it's like a, like you said, it's a it's a big learning process for you when to, when to push and when to, when to pull back. What would some of, like, what would some advice 
be or advice you could give for some people in the general population who are like thinking they need to smash out their their two a day sessions six days a week yeah to make progress <laughs> less is more yeah it's like the biggest thing is um um I think I touched on this earlier like I only train four days a week um whereas and you know I've got a lot of clients who want to train six to seven days a week you're not going to get as much out of that like take time for recovery so like. Recovery isn't just your sleep, nutrition, hydration, all of that. Recovery is having those extra days in between your training um, and, yeah, and optimizing those things between them. Um, so, like, I – you're just going to get more out of your training, I guess. But – wait, sorry, what was the question? For Gen Pop. Yeah, for Gen Pop. You know, just the, yeah. the everyday battler who's coming to the gym, mm. but they, they want to sp- – I guess, speed up their results. They want to come in and think they need to smash themselves every other day in the morning, come back again in the Arvo and rinse and repeat for six days a week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But do you find you burned out a lot faster? Oh, yeah. 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 Unbelievably so. Like I did six days last week because I'm out of basketball and normally I play a few games of basketball. So last week I did six days at the gym and on Sunday I was so cooked. Like I just – and it wasn't just body fatigue. It was mental fatigue and it was that – deep tiredness within my bones. Within your bones. Yeah. <laughs> Felt like an old lady, you know. It was just like, oh. Yeah. But so, like, why would you train six days a week? Like, what makes you do that? Because I love it and I feel like it switches me on for the day and I feel good about my day if I've trained. And then how many times a day, a week would you train when you, fo- like, finally figure out that you've burnt out? What do you mean? Like, would you take a week off or, no, like, how would you, you just keep going? day or two, yeah. Like, yeah. I had Sunday off. And then um, I came back Monday, but it was a lot lighter, went a lot lighter in class. Yeah. But it's like it's my happy place, so I don't want to cut back. Yeah, yeah. But that's a constant struggle I have with the coaches here. It's like, take it easy sometimes. That's okay. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a constant battle for a lot of people because the gym for a lot of them is their their time, especially for, for parents or busy professionals. I'm sure mm. you see it in your gym as yeah, well. Yeah. Like this is the time that they have to come in and like – nothing else bothers them and then to be like oh we need to pull back a little mm. bit they almost think it's like you're trying to do them a a disservice yeah it's yeah like, no, this is for the greater good and they don't it's like like anything that's good for you right it's like that delayed gratification it's going to take time for you to see the benefit of it you're not going to notice it right away yeah yeah exactly well like <laughs> i think there's a big difference between like working out and training training obviously you're training for performance whereas like workout I don't know. I think Just people, move. Yeah, yeah, people have like a concept in their head. The harder the workout, the better, and like the more sore you. If you're not like crawling out of the gym, it's not. It's not it a good count. enough workout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, I like with my compound lift, especially in my off season, I'll only train like sixty, seventy percent. Yeah, like I'll go hundred percent effort all the time, but like my compound lifts will only ever be like sixty to seventy percent. What's sure, a I can compound lift more. for people playing at home. <laughs> Squat bench deadlift um, for a powerlifter. Um, so, where was I? Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I, Kate? Oh, I've ruined the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you were just talking about um, like the balance between your intensity. So, training at 60, 70%. Yeah, yeah. So, and particularly at the beginning of a prep. Um, like especially with powerlifting and strength in particular, I don't ever want to be training at the 100% is 
you don't necessarily get stronger there. Yep. So you've always got to keep that little bit more in the tank. And that's where like training smarter is. So like you can come in, smash out a heavy workout, but in the long run, I will outwork you because of my longevity in the sport. Yeah. I can, I know when to pull back and when to push forward. And yes, sometimes that might mean training at 60, 70% because that way I can progressively overload every week. Yeah. Oh, bu- rebuild buzzword. <laughs> what? Progressive overload. Yes. And I, I try and drill that into everyone's head. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what would some, like, what would be some of the biggest mistakes you see with, you know, newbie lifters getting into the gym for the first time, whether that be power lifters or just general pop? I think pretty much what we just covered, just going yeah. too hard too soon. Too hard too yeah. soon. Yeah. What so what, what do you, sorry, what do you do on your rest days, like, to recover or do you go for a walk or a swim or is there some movement you do? Yeah. So, and again, I always try and compare myself from pre-cancer lily to post-cancer lily. And one thing that I didn't do pre-cancer was practice mindfulness. And whereas I feel like that's something that I do a lot now and particularly on my rest days, that's something I do. And it's not necessarily just sitting there and being mindful. It might be doing a different activity other than my sport and then practicing mindfulness during that sport. So, Sorry, what, what, what's mindfulness to you? Yeah, so for to me, it's just being in the present moment. Yep. And why I wanted to touch on this is pre-cancer, I lived and breathed powerlifting. Powerlifting was my identity. And obviously to have – like I didn't socialise, I didn't do any other things outside of my sport. I was constantly thinking about – what I was going to lift in the future, upcoming competitions or let's say a competition in the past or a lift that I just failed or how I could have done it better. It was just constantly on my mind about powerlifting. That's all that mattered. And then now I'm trying to think, I don't want to think of just powerlifting. I'm more than powerlifting. It's not just my identity now, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I will try and do different activities outside of powerlifting. So after my cancer, I started playing golf, for example. and I bet you can hit that ball a fucking long way. <laughs> I, like, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. It's, it's been a long journey to yeah. – yeah, it's so hard and frustrating. Yeah. Um, so little things like when I started learning, like so I've gotten heaps of like um, lessons and whatnot, driving range I'll constantly practice. And even when I go to the driving range by myself, I usually put my earphones in, but if I – Every time I put my earphones in, I constantly listen to the music that I powerlift to. Yeah, okay. But then that triggers me just thinking about my competitions. So now I'm being being more mindful, taking them out, concentrating on, okay, let's work on my backswing, use my hips, pull my hips through as I swing, like going through all that. That's me being mindful of the present moment and understanding that. Um, And little things like, like it sounds really lame, but just me (laughs) driving in the car, I – I know this sounds really lame, but I try and guess how old the houses are like oh, that yeah. I drive past or notice shop signs like the colours or something or look for birds in the trees. I don't know. It's just me being mindful in that present moment, yeah. not thinking about the future or the past. Yeah. Sometimes I, I do something very very similar. Like yeah. after a big day or, or high-stress day, won't listen to any music or podcasts yeah. in the car, just yeah. purely focus yeah. on yeah. I, I do a lot of that too. Yeah. yeah. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah. And yeah. you find that bringing that level of mindfulness into your training has made you a better lifter? Massively, yeah. massively. And I feel like um, I, yeah, I, I can be just in that present moment at that time when yeah. I need to be. Yeah. 
And has has there any been has there been any other changes in your mindset between like pre pre cancer and post cancer? Like, have you? I know any identity clashes around powerlifting where you had to be like, do I still want to do this? Like, you know, you've got you've done so much within the sport already. Like, what keeps you going? Is it like just the the journey of it, or do you thrive on the events and getting to those like those big feel good moments on the platform? Yeah, I mean. This has been like an absolute roller coaster because I've been in and out of like what I want to do, like the whole entire two years. It's yeah. been completely different. Right now, I'm in the mindset of I want to be the best. Previously, probably if you asked me that question this time last year, it was do I want to do powerlifting anymore? Only because I don't know, I wasn't back at this level. Yeah. Um, and I was focusing more on the movie and. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's identity changes. It's part of life. You go through all these different things, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And on that, you're prepping for a world record. Yes. <laughs> I haven't really said that out loud, so it sounds scary. I've I mean I said it to you the other day. But um yeah, so the Is that current- meant to be like a secret? It's not oh, a secret. No. <laughs> I just like if I say it, am I jinxing it? I don't know. Um oh, make it holding you accountable. Making it yeah. every reality. <laughs> so now I have to. Um so in September, I'm doing nationals over in Perth. The current world record is 242.5. I've is it back squat? Yeah, I've done 240 at 77 kilos, so I've got to drop down to under 75 kilos. Um, and I I don't want to say it again. I've only talked to my coach about this, but I've really really want to do a 250 squat. So that's where my focus is at the moment, just on my squat. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, and again, I can't, I'd hate saying it out loud just in case I don't get it, but that's what's going to happen. Oh, look, no one's going to come after you because no one can even attempt <laughs> to think about doing that weight. <laughs> and you're looking at a few competitions around that time, at Highland Games as well? Yeah. So, the first one is Nationals in September, that one's in Perth. And then Wildcats, date hasn't been announced yet, but that'll be in November. So, Wildcats is under the Pro Royal Federation. It is Australia's top. 75 kilo lifters like so it's only a competition for under 75 kilo lifters which is really cool um at the same comp they do big dogs which is um if you guys have heard of it no big dogs is they'll probably do like the top 15 totals out of any weight class in australia so you'll have like men squatting and deadlifting 400 kilos yeah it's absolutely incredible so jesus yeah so it'll just be like all the big dogs and the wildcats so this is biggest competition of the whole entire year that'll be november and then what was next um highland games at the end of the year not too sure on the date and i was going to double in strongman at in january fuck you got a bit going on (laughs) (laughs) i know so i've just pulled back from another competition there was another invite only competition in september but i had to choose what's more important world record or a cash prize comp yeah i was kind of keen on that but World record oh, sounds that's a bit tough. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So went for the world record. As your, how long is your prep for that exactly? It's generally twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, will you know whether you're capable of hitting that world record before you go into the comp, or is it just like I'll have no idea. You'll have no yeah, idea. No. Like you'll get some sort of idea. It depends on you know, how the whole training run goes. I yep. That's why I try not to get too tied up on numbers. Yeah. Anything can Just get happen. Just Yeah. So anything can happen during a prep and I've really learnt that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just have to wait and see how the prep goes. 
Can we talk a bit about the prep? Because I was talking to you before about we spoke to the fight dietitian um, last episode or the episode before about weight cuts and he was saying about how dangerous it is and you've spoken quite extensively because you have that lower kidney function that you have to be a bit more reserved with your weight cuts than some people as it is. Like you're more responsible obviously as well. But like what are the – is there a number that you wouldn't go past in terms of a time frame to drop weight? I wouldn't say it's a time frame. It's more like a uh, like a percentage of your body weight. Um, so I'm doing absolutely everything with a dietitian. If you've heard of him, Aiden, the dietitian. Yeah, I think I, f- I think I follow him. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's absolutely incredible. So smart. Um, I just kind of leave everything to him. Um, but it's not like I've got a lot of weight to drop. So last time it was only like three kilos, and we just dropped out carbohydrates, sodium, fiber, and I was under. Bang done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's probably like the day before I dropped out a bit of water. That was it. But you're careful with your dehydration as well, right? Yeah. So, like, the day before my last weigh-in, I still drank a litre of water. Yeah. Whereas oh, wow. The, yeah. Where last uh, – the previous weight cuts, I've gone, like, a whole 24 hours without water. Yeah. So, yeah. And with, like, including a massive water load. And your cut's pretty minimal, but would there be other people in your car- category that are cutting a fair amount or is it all pretty yeah. similar in powerlifting? Um, gen- like, generally the rule is – no more than like two to five percent body weight. Like, is that, that you like want to a drop. standard rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's enforced yeah. or is, yeah, okay. Uh, no, well, not like a rule, but generally that's what everyone goes off. Yeah. No more than five to uh, two to five percent body, body weight. Um, I know there's a, like a lot of the big guys, I'll watch them do like 10 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got a lot more body weight to drop than yeah. what I would, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you see, yeah, we're speaking to the fight dietitian about it, and blokes will lose like insane amounts of weight. Yeah, yeah. And just like you can't be feeling good on your, yeah, essentially like a defining moment or a big moment. You're going into it so underdone. It must be so, yeah, <laughs> so bloody yeah, tough. Yeah. Back in 2017, I was 72 kilos the day before weighing, and I had to be. I was weighing in the 67.5 kilo class, so I did a five kilo drop overnight, and. Yeah. For a smaller person, that's a lot of weight to drop weight, as well. Yeah. yeah, which I'd already dropped a couple of kilos in the week process as well. It would have been like pretty well, like pretty lean. I was, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was tiny, um, and that was the last big weight cut I've ever done. That's when I decided to go up weight class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And is there anything you need to be more mindful of now, like having your, you know, your kidney cancer and coming back into competitions? Is it? Do you have to have, you know? I know Kate has to go and get checked out every every now and then. Are you sort of still in that process as well? Yeah, so I just get um blood tests every single month. Yeah. Um yeah, we just kind of monitor that same thing and I understand my kidney functions so much lower at the back end of a prep and yeah, right. Interesting. I think it's just extra waste product going through my yep. kidney like with the weight training. Um so that's why it's good for me to have a bit of an off-season to kind of cut back from a training stimulus just to give my kidney a little bit of rest. Yeah. I always just say it's less stress on my kidney. Um, and, yeah, just obviously make sure I'm following, like, all my recovery protocols, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And sort of what's – after you break this world record, not to jinx you. Yeah, no, I'm, but, I've got it. I'm <laughs> you, doing it. You've yeah. fucking got it. But what, what's next on the cards for you? Yeah. More More acting? Yes, so there'll be a second movie. Ooh, <laughs> there'll be a second all movie. Right, fuck. Yeah, he- heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there'll be a second movie. So we're not too sure like when we're actually going to film it yet. Um, so I think 
I don't know, like what's happening. We've got to do like premiere and stuff at the end of the year yep. and do all the promo stuff and then hopefully gets released and then we'll start filming again. Yeah, right. So you went from fucking I'm never doing this again to <laughs> yeah. bring it on. Bring it on, yeah. go again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited now. Yeah. Is it the same, same cup, like same, uh, like a continuation on from the Yeah, one yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's, oh, a sec- awesome. it's a sequel. Yeah. 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 I'm How pretty good. excited. Wow. Um, so the last, uh, I don't know, it always gives me anxiety that I did the first movie as I was, uh, it was just before I started the prep. So I had a lot more body fat <laughs> and I felt so uncomfortable being in front of the screen. Like I wasn't at my peak performance, yep. if that makes sense. And also I was just coming off of the back of a back injury. So I couldn't like lift properly. Whereas all everyone in the whole movie was real athletes playing yep. athlete roles. And it was annoying because there was um, a scene that I had to do in the gym, like lifting weights. Probably shouldn't tell say this on um, this podcast, but there's one. But fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Um, I had to do a deadlift. And because I had like a spinal injury at the time, I I think I worked up to 170. They wanted me to do 200 and they wanted it to be as real as possible. And I had to get two of my powerlifting mates to get to the side, quickly lift it up, like get get me to help lift up, and then they'd run out of the screen and then they'd get it all. Yeah. And then I'd have to put that down and go into acting. But, yeah, so hopefully the next movie I can lift everything authentically. (laughs) Fuck, you do a lot more than some actors I imagine. Like, Yeah, it was (laughs) a lot of work. Yeah. And it was like a whole day of just lifting. Yeah, wow. And are you still doing some, um, like, your one-on-one coaching? Obviously, Lily Riley, strength conditioning on your shirt now. Yep, yep, yes, still doing that. Yep, yeah. so coaching out of Valhalla Strength in Virginia. Yep, yep. and if, if people want to find out more about you and your epic journey, where can they find you? Um, Lily Riley Coach on Instagram and TikTok. Well, oh, okay. just on TikTok. <laughs> Can we talk about the video? There was um, <laughs> here we go. There was someone sitting on someone's shoulders at like a music festival. Oh yeah, and then you walk up and pick them both up on your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, triple stacker. <laughs> it's funny because was that a festival? I probably, oh, I reckon I would have been like nineteen when I did that, and that was probably like a hundred and sixty kilo squat. And I was like, I don't know how I did that. Was that <laughs> it was like so nonchalant too. Days or it just yeah. started? Oh no, so I must have been older. I would have been, it would have been like twenty-two maybe. But yeah, but you only it was only put on your TikTok like in the past year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've only had TikTok for like a year. Mental. Yeah, you're a freak. <laughs> like I always wonder. In the nicest way possible. Yeah, in, in an amazing way. I'm in awe of you. But I'm like, did, are you genetically gifted or is this a mindset thing or all of the above? Like how how do you be so good at everything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. I think I just try my best at everything. Yeah. Is that your like top tip if someone wants to be as strong as just, you? Just try. Just try your yeah, best. Try but your not best. every day because you don't want to do 100% every day, right? No, you want to – every single day <laughs> should be 100% but leave some in the tank. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know – you can't discredit, even if Lily is somewhat of a genetic freak and made for powerlifting, you can't fake strength. Like, to make the improvements and to lift what she lifts, you've got to got to fucking earn it. It's not like if I decide to go into powerlifting or you decide to go into powerlifting, within a year we're going to be anywhere near where she's at. Like, 
to get to the even highest. Even though we're genetically gifted, is what you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got to get a hip replacement, so no. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you you've got to you've got to earn the right. Like it takes time, and to be in a position where you can now attempt a world record, it's not like this camp that's going to be the defining moment. It's all the camps that have built on each other that all fall into yeah, place exactly. for that. Lift. All the building like, blocks. Together. All the building blocks, yeah. and I think you know now. I guess as you become, you know, delving into the mind, mindfulness side of things, I'm sure you would have had that greater appreciation for for your journey. It's pretty, yeah, it must absolutely. be pretty cool to look back on and be like, fuck, when I started, I couldn't even squat, but now look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, practicing that mindfulness, it's only been like really recently that I've really looked back. Like I just like conquered cancer and now I'm an Australian record holder in multi-sports. And I was just like, that is freaking cool. It's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> and if I like talked about this – Last year, even though I hadn't done that, I was just like, yeah, cool, cancer, whatever. But now I'm like, fuck, yes, I did that. Got to get that on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was something we – sorry, we were talking about this though because when you're in the midst of like fighting for your life, you take everything one day at a time. Like they say yeah, exactly. that and yeah. you really do. And it's like just get through today, just get through this operation, just get through this recovery. And it isn't until months, years later that you look back and go – Holy shit, I went through a lot. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. how big that yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. What was the what was the catalyst for the for diving into the mindfulness practice a little bit more? Was that something yeah. that was encouraged by someone or you just I don't, I don't even know. know what it was. I think it, originally it was me just I understood how much I just kept thinking of the past and I'd keep replaying over, you know, the traumatic traumatic experience that I had. But then it wasn't also just my cancer journey that I kept reflecting back on, but it was also just past lifts or where I was and constantly thinking about that, but not thinking ahead of where I should be. And then I was like, how come I'm not, oh, I'm constantly thinking of either past or future, but I'm never thinking of the present. So I think I started listening to like different podcasts, listening to mindfulness practices, started with like meditation um, and it's fucking like hard, eh? It is. It is. It's really hard. It'd be hard for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just little practices like that, and it's just just part of my life now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's such a valuable thing for people to get into. Like, I look at look at my son now, and he could not be fucking more present in everything he does. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing else bothers him. I would just wonder, like, at what point do we begin to? To lose that because it must be like, I don't know, it must be those early years around like five, six, you see people just become, I don't know. I don't know. That was just a random thought I had. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. (laughs) It'd be more puberty, right, when you start caring what other people think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But even little things like when I'm in the car, when there's like like a lot of traffic, I just won't let it phase me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Like I've I've got to sit through this anyway, so why am I going to – and that's a big thing I do is – I tell myself that stress is energy and mm. I don't want to waste my like time and effort on that. That's a good one. And like I said this to my client the other day, I don't know, have you guys ever had your knees wrapped? No. That's what's, yeah, it not, fucking sucks. Not, not like proper. I remember I played around with it once just doing it myself. Yeah. But like, it sucks. Not legit. Absolutely sucks. And it hurts, especially like when you're first getting it done. And my client had a leg up on my um, hip and I'm wrapping her knees. And she's sitting back on like, ah, oh, ow, it hurts. And I'm like, you're, you've got to do this anyway. So just relax. Don't waste your energy on being in pain because no matter what, I've got to wrap your knees and you've got to squat it anyway. Yeah. And um, 
she came back to me, this was yesterday, and she said, hey, Lily, you know how the other day you said just don't waste your energy on it? She said, that's been replaying on my in, in my mind like constantly. And she went to an appointment and something happened that stressed her out or whatever, and she said, okay, I'm not going to waste energy on it. And I was like, it's really cool that I said that and it's just carried over to her now. But with everything that she does now, it's just, okay, cool. Not, I'm not going to waste energy on it. And I really like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like that um, the subtle art of got uh, not giving a fuck. Yeah, You've exactly. You've yeah. got so many fucks to give, so like, don't you can't give them out to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I like it. Oh, yeah. Good. Anything else, Kate? Oh, stress is energy. Stress, stress is, energy. is energy. No wonder I have no energy. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm always stressed. Just yeah. wired all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blow my yeah. mind. Blow my mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much, Lily. That was great. And we yeah. look forward to- I can have you on again when you break some more records and you're a big movie star. Yeah, when you hold the yeah. world record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I hold it. When yeah. you hold it. If you don't, don't come back. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>